Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So Ephesians 4, verse 11 says this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So, this is why I know that has nothing to do with us because our responsibility as pastors and as leaders is to actually just to teach and equip all of you. And so what God is doing here at Bethel is because of God and all of you. And so our responsibility is just to teach and to equip and empower you and to give you uh, hopefully some sort of wisdom once in a while that you can take and use for God's glory. And we just want you to know that we don't, one, I don't expect all the pastors to do everything around here. And I also don't expect myself to do everything. We need every one of you because as the scriptures tell us, it's not necessarily even our responsibility. It is our responsibility to equip you to do his work. And therefore, when you hear us up here and we're interviewing people and asking you to volunteer and all that kind of stuff, it's not because we're begging you. It's because we understand what it actually does for you in your spiritual journey. In your spiritual walk with God, the moment that you have to teach somebody anything in the Bible, you learn more. The moment that you have to, it doesn't matter on their age, the moment that you have to teach somebody or share something with them, the more that you grow immediately. And so when we ask for kids workers and stuff like that, some of you might be like, well, I'm not really, I don't like kids. But you don't know because they're not yours. So maybe it's just that you don't like yours. <laughs> you all laugh because you've been there on a certain day. So that's all it is. It's the humor of like, <laughs> oh, my kids are beside me. I shouldn't have laughed at that. It's, we all understand, but like, and so what I'm saying is we've had people volunteer in different areas of the church that I have to be honest, when I hear their names that they're about to volunteer in certain areas, I'm like, really? And then you find out just, you know, a month later, two months later, how much they're loving it and they never even thought they would like it. And all of a sudden they're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so just pray about it. Ask, you know what, don't pray about it because that's kind of our cop-out as Christians. When somebody asks you and you go, well, let me pray about it. That is the polite Christian way of saying, I don't want to say no to your face, so I'm going to be spiritual, and then I'll send you an email later. <laughs> and so don't pray about it. Scripture says to find a place to plug in and be a part of the, Christ, the body of Christ. So don't pray about it. Find a place and plug yourself in and be a part of what he's doing here at Bethel. Because verse 13 says this. This will continue until we come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Realize that we are going to work together, we're going to strengthen one another until we become so unified in our understanding of who Christ is. And can I, 
I feel like in this part, this part of the scripture, that it's going to take until this moment. I believe that's when Christ comes back and gets us. That we're all going to be constantly growing. We're all going to be constantly trying to be more mature and grow in our faith. And I say mature in our faith because I don't know if I ever really want to be that mature in my like, life. Because immature is kind of fun. Um, but it's when you are mature in the faith and growing with Christ, I think it's going to take us all a very long time to get to where we're supposed to. And I don't think we'll actually reach that until Jesus comes back. But that doesn't mean give up. That means keep pressing and keep learning and keep growing. John 12, 26 says this, Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. What a promise to hang on to. My Father will honor the one who serves me. And sometimes if you're ever trying to figure out, like, hey, I just want to, I want to know what God's doing. I want to know what he wants me to do. Sometimes it's just by serving by serving him and walking with him and journeying with him, you hear his voice and you're a part of what he's doing so you know what he's doing because you're actually in it working with him. And I just love the promise that if we serve with him, God will honor us. Matthew 6, 21 says, Therefore your treasure is, sorry, wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will also be. Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will also be. So this is where all of a sudden it's like, what does that mean? Wherever we invest our treasure, so what is your treasure? It can be your time, it can be your money, it can be your talents, your gifts, whatever your treasure is, wherever you invest that, wherever you put that treasure, your heart will also be. And so sometimes you need to invest into something before your heart actually goes there. And that's why I'm intrigued when I find out when some people are volunteering in different areas that in my mind, I'm like, really? That, that's interesting that they're going to try that area. And then they find out they love it because they've invested into it. And then all of a sudden, their heart is right there as well. So don't always think, well, I don't know if I really have a heart for that. Invest and see what your heart does. Sometimes your heart will follow. It won't always lead you. And so I encourage you again. Invest in different areas. Try something new. Stretch yourself. Try, I don't know, if you never really worked with kids, try it. See what happens. If teenagers scare you, try it. You might never go back, but you can try it. No, they're not bad. They're fun. And so if you, if you like having fun and being crazy and you're like, oh, I wish I could do some of that crazy stuff I used to do as a teenager, but now I'm an adult. I'm not supposed to. Volunteer in youth ministry and then you're supposed to. Right? That's why Pastor Carlo does youth ministry. <laughs> you thought it was because he loves the kids. No, he loves playing dodgeball. He loves goofing around, right? And you love the kids. We're not <laughs> oh, we saw that. Good. But no, I'm joking. It's like Carlo, just so everybody worries, Pastor Carlo loves the youth, just so everybody's clear on that one. Um, but invest. Find a place. Have some fun with God and see what he does you will be shocked on areas of ministry that if you try it, that you actually go, this is fun. And he wants you to have fun. I hope when you come to church, you leave going, you know what? I learned something and that was fun. That's my heart's desire. I just want us to have fun and grow in our walk with God. Also, um, sometimes if you're trying to figure out, when we talk about treasure, sometimes it is actually investing money. So if you want to, if you're worried, like, I'm not sure, invest in a ministry. 
above and beyond what you normally give. Just start giving a few money towards, say, youth ministry or kids ministry or, or any ministry in the church. Just write on the envelope above what you're already giving to general operations. But just write on it and be like, you know what, let's invest in this and see what your heart does. And see how your heart just begins to grow for them. It's amazing, honestly. Galatians 6, 8 says this. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh they will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest. If we do not give up, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So, as I read this verse, I believe as we sow into great things, we sow our time, our finances, our energy, um, just our relationships, as we sow into the things of Christ, we will begin to reap from the Spirit eternal life. And as we are doing these things, I'm not looking for you to burn yourself out. I'm not looking for you to get exhausted. But here's the statistics. Normally in most churches, it's about 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And here we have a great amount of volunteers, so I would stretch us to probably about 30% do most of it. And so I'm just encouraging you just to kind of help out, get into a place and volunteer, because here is the cool thing that's happening. We're growing in all areas, and by that, you get to see people's lives changed. I'm going to share some numbers with you as we go through this, but one of them I'm just going to throw out right now that I think is just amazing and cool, that this year alone in 2018, nine people gave their hearts to the Lord at youth ministry. Brand new. So as what we're seeing on Sunday mornings is rippling through all of our ministries, and the cool thing with that is you get to invest into that. And you don't know who you're investing into. That's the fun part. You have no idea. And so the fun part about investing in people's lives is um, I shared last week that somebody from my home church when I was like, I, we left that church probably when I was about six or seven years old. And we went to uh, our Cobden church just because it was closer. And she was sitting in the back. And I remember that she taught me and helped, like, taught me some Sunday school, held me in the nursery. And when I told her who I was, she was blown away that I was doing this as a pastor and as a leader. And so you don't know who you are going to hold on to in a nursery. You don't know who you're going to teach and maybe have to say, stop talking, sit down. They just say that a lot to me. Um, but it was like, you don't know what you're going to see years later. You could go to a city to visit a family member and just go to a church there because your family member doesn't go to church, but you just wanted to take in church. And so you found the only Pentecostal church in town, and you walk in, you sit down, and all of a sudden the pastor walks up to you and goes, hey, are you from Stratford? You probably don't recognize me, but you taught me children's church. You taught me in pods. And you might laugh when you find out who it is because you're like, man, you pressed every one of my buttons, kid. <laughs> but you played a part in their life to what they're doing today. And so I just encourage you, you don't know what you're going to pour into and how that's going to work. So I encourage you this morning to sow into serving in the community, serving in God's family and investing on a Sunday morning or during the week. So I encourage you, lead a small group. Join a kids team. Join the coffee team. Join the parking team. Just join a team 
somewhere and serve, you will honestly reap the benefits of it in your walk with the Lord. God has not just asked us to uh, be there for each other, but he asked us also to go into the world and to share the gospel. And I know that every year I kind of talk about this, and every once in a while we throw it out and we try to remind you of invite and invest. Invite and invest in one. That's all we're asking you to do. So this year, who is that one? Who is that one person that you're going to pray for, that you're going to spend some time with, and you're going to invite them out to church, and you're going to ask them to come and join you? You're going to um, ask them out to an event. You're going to ask them to anything. But you're just going to pour into the life. Who is that person for this year? Because I want to tell you, some of you are doing it, and I can tell you the numbers, how we've grown, because you've invited one person. And then that person invites one person. And then that person invites one person. And I just am excited to see what God is doing because I'm going to share something with you. I just want you to know, like, when we just had our family skate, there was about four, I think there was about four people there that don't go to church that we have some sort of connection with in the community. Most of mine are through hockey, and I invite them out to play some hockey and have some fun, and, and they came. And some of them, truthfully, will just a couple of years ago would verbalize, I hate church, you guys are all crazy. But he didn't realize I was a pastor at this church. And there's other people in the church here that knew this couple and they were inviting them to come to some different things and the wife really wanted to come and, and the husband was like, no. And so all of a sudden she just decided one night to just go onto our webpage and she brought up the staff page and saw me right away and she was, started to laugh. And so she just went back out to her husband and said, hey, how do you, what do you think of you know, our son's coach? Oh, he's a good guy. I can hang out with him. You know. Oh, okay, can I show you something? <laughs> and so when he saw the picture, he just turned and he walked away. And so he came for hockey. And funny enough, he plays hockey every Sunday morning in a men's league. And what he didn't realize is he plays with a guy who's an incredible hockey player, probably one of the best on his team, and he goes to Jubilee. And so when he was talking about coming to play in our hockey game, this, the guy who is now coaches Miles, he's sharing this, and he's like, yeah, i got to play hockey this afternoon. And, and um, this other gentleman is like, oh, where are you playing? Well, i got to play at 6 o'clock at RBC. And he just goes, oh, I'll be there. And his response immediately is like, you're a Christian? Oh, yeah. And so all God is doing is what this guy thinks of Christians and what we're like. He's just wrecking it. And it's been three years now. Just during hockey season. And last year we weren't on the same team, so it's been two separate years. His family was here for Christmas Eve service. He didn't come. He wanted nothing to do with it. But he's intrigued that a donkey literally walked through here. So there's moments that inviting and investing, I'm sharing this with you too, and do this, invite and invest, but it could take years. And you might be sitting here saying, well, Chad, I'm still doing it, but it's just keep going. Keep going. We've invited some that are here and they're serving Jesus and it's great, and then there's some that just take longer. But don't give up because you might be the only one. You might be the only one that's investing in them. And so invite and invest. Continue to pour into them. I just even hope that today is just a stirring up 
that you will be like, okay, I can do this again. I'll keep, I'll keep witnessing. I'll keep talking because I'm sharing a story with you where he's never stepped foot in here. But for me, it's still a testimony. It's still exciting to see what's happening. And so I, 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 you might think, oh, you should share a story of somebody that's saved already. No, there's people here that are, but he's not. But I see God moving him down the road, and I don't even know if he realizes it. And that's what makes it fun for me. <laughs> so this is, for me, the best part of the year, because we get to celebrate what God is doing. And see, the fun part for us as staff, we share uh, stories every Tuesday morning. We start our staff meeting. We start off praying in here for a while together. And then we go into my office and, and we do devotions and we pray again. And then we literally say, okay, stories from the weekend. Tell us stories that you know. And we, so we get to tell stories and celebrate what God is doing all the time. But now I get to share some of this stuff with you. So let's start. First, I want to start with 50 plus. 50 plus meets every Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesday of the month, and they do it for almost the whole year. They take the summer off, but they average in attendance, usually around the low 40s. And when you go, it's a great time. You get to hear stories of so many people that are sitting right beside you that you didn't even know their stories. As I get to go, and I haven't, like, I don't get to go that often now, but when I go, I always hear these stories, and it just blows my mind on your testimonies, on some of your life journeys. And so if you were a part of the 50-plus uh, window in that, bra- in that area, and some of you I know, some of you are like, I don't want to confess that I'm in that area. <laughs> but can I tell you, it's a great time. It's a great time to get to know one another and get connected and to find out what people's stories are and to hear their journey. And it's so encouraging to me. Um, every time I'm there and I hear of an anniversary, I automatically put people on the spot and I ask them if they've been married for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, doesn't matter. I ask them every time one word of advice to get me to that time. And it's just encouraging to hear their, their wisdom and to hear what they're pouring into. Also, I just want you to know, this past year they took a trip and they went down to, I'm going to mess this up, is it Dune Pioneer Village? Is that how you say it? Dune? Okay. Dune Pioneer Village. And so they had a great time down there. And then they went to the Mandarin. The Mandarin just makes you want to join. This is where some of you just want to change your birth certificate. Be like, I'm in the 50-plus window now. And so just, I know they're coming up with another trip probably later in this year to kind of wrap up their season. But here's what this group is doing. They're also collecting money each time they get together because they are raising money to help with a water project so they can help bring clean water to different areas of our world. And so they're not just eating together and having food, but they're investing into our world. And so if you're in that area, you want to make sure that you get plugged into them. It is an um, amazing time to get together. Our children's ministry, our children's ministry is um, almost scaringly growing. Um, on a Sunday morning right now, when we went to two services, we went to two services because we were running around 60 kids, and so it's like we need to give these teachers a little bit of a break. But the last few weeks, especially in this year, just I know I'm talking about last year, but this year alone, just want you to know that the average attendance now is running close to 80 on a Sunday morning. And so to all of our teachers that teach up there, God bless you. You're doing amazing, and I just want to congratulate you say I honestly I pray with them usually every Sunday morning and I say this to them and I actually I'm not just it's not something I repeat it's something that I mean and that's why I say it every time is I can't do what I do on a Sunday morning without you 
Without you, what you do on a Sunday morning allows us to do what we do in here. And so I want to say thank you in front of everybody for what you do. Um, Bethel Kids on a Thursday night, again, they have grown. They are up around almost 60 to 80 kids on a regular Wednesday night. Um, our Bridge 5-6, we started last year um, just to help in that window where kids felt a little bit too old for um, kids ministry, but they felt too young for junior high ministry. And so they are now from like 10 kids up to 20. We started them off in a back room, just a little room so they could uh, start going. They are now out of that room. They've grown out of that room. They're now downstairs in the teaching room. So I appreciate when it's the challenge of where do we find space? This group is too big. And so it's exciting that the sea is they're inviting friends and kids are coming. Uh, one of the things with Bethel Kids, which is really neat, uh, Pastor Katie told me uh, this and I thought it was incredible, that at least 10 kids are coming out almost every week because somebody's bringing a friend. So just want you to know, even the kids are inviting and investing in friends. And we're watching their lives get changed. Um, I just appreciate the fact that we see this throughout all of our ministries. It's not just Sunday morning. Our youth ministry, their average attendance is about 35 students a week. And it's kind of like a Sunday morning. If everybody showed up, they'd probably be around 45. And so it's the same as a Sunday morning. If everybody showed up on a Sunday morning for our two services, I honestly don't know if we would fit in here. Even with the two services, we're growing, and so it's exciting. Overflow, last year they took 41 students and leaders. Um, this year they bought, I think, what did you buy, 44 tickets? And he's pretty sure he's going to run out and have to buy some more. And so this is just exciting because to get kids to these events, um, it's life-changing. I pastor today because of an encounter at a, at a youth uh, conference. Pastor Carlo is the same. And many pastors that you'll talk to, they've had an encounter at a camp or a conference and it's just enough for God just to talk to us and shift us to get us in the right place. And so this is why these are important. And so if you want to even sponsor somebody, if you want to be a part of that, if you want to help a kid get to overflow, if you don't know what overflow is, May long weekend, Friday to Sunday, it's this uh, youth conference that happens in Waterloo. And so if you want to help a student get to that, see Pastor Carlo even after the service. Or it's as simple as on the envelope, just write in the other spots, say overflow, and write it in the amount that you're going to help sponsor. To get a kid there, it is $160. But if you don't want to spend the whole $160, you can still sponsor them for whatever. It's going to help. But if you want to send a kid, it's $160. The retreat that they do in the fall this year, um, there was 89 people that were there. It was up from 70 from last year. They do this with three other groups. And it's just a great time. Pastor Carlo kind of organizes the whole thing, puts it on. People from our own church go up and cook for it. It's an amazing event. And just watching even how students in that area are growing and friends, they're inviting friends to it. Momentum is something different this year. We took kids to, not we, I didn't go. I was, I'm a, no. Um, it's junior high conference. I ain't going. Um, sorry, being completely transparent there. Um, they asked me to volunteer. I said no. Um, so Momentum is a junior high conference, which is honestly, I can say it's an incredible conference. There's just a lot of energy and a lot of body odor. <laughs> They're at that age where it's like, do you wear it, do you not? At this event, wear it. Um, but there's, uh, sorry, that's all I can think of of these events. I'm like, wow, it's strong. Uh, I used to help in Eastern Ontario, and Jeff Hillier, the youth director, totally sidetracked story. 
but this is how bad it is. The youth director in Western Ontario, or Eastern Ontario, he's not it anymore. He used to walk through like the front during worship when they all come running forward and they're jumping and dancing and praising the Lord. He used to walk through with two cans of aerosol deodorant and just be like. <laughs> it was like, yeah, sorry. Youth ministry, I, I don't really miss it that much, Pastor Carl. I miss some of the fun and games, but the fun and games brings the B.O., so. Uh, you're just getting my thoughts flowing this morning. I apologize. Uh, one night, Pastor Carlo, uh, it was kind of your heart to start this, I think, and then the other youth pastors in town, they get together with all the other churches, and they do services. Um, youth, basically, if you remember in youth ministry having youth rallies, um, it's a youth rally, but in our own city. And they organize this, and they get together. And usually the average attendance for this is about 150 kids. And so it's such a powerful time. And this is the nice part about having a youth rally in your own town with all the youth groups in town, is you get your own students walking in and realizing that there's kids sitting in their classroom that they thought they were the only Christian in. And they realize, I'm not alone. You're a Christian? Oh, my goodness. So we... They feel supported. They know that other people are there with them, and it just helps spark friendships. Um, Elevation is a leadership conference, and so Pastor Carlos continues to take his leaders to that, and he took six leaders, and it's such a time just for to get poured into and spoken into. Such a great time. And I already shared with you nine students, non-church background, gave their hearts to the Lord. Um, and Pastor Carlos just started this year um, the discipleship course, and he's got six students doing that, and so he's just pouring into them and ministering and doing a great job. Can we give him a hand? I poke fun on him a lot, but can we just show our appreciation? <laughs> Pastor Katie's not in here, but she is doing an incredible job and her uh, maternity leave, Phil. And so if you can see her in the hallway, can you just tell her, hey, Pastor Katie, you're doing an amazing job. We just heard some of the reports and she is doing so well and um, pouring into our kids. So our ladies' ministry is still going strong. They had their strawberry social, and I think there's about 50 ladies at it. They had their annual um, retreat, and again, probably 50-plus ladies at that, and just doing some great stuff. I hear so many great reviews from the ladies as they come back. From my understanding, this past one, Trish, uh, Trish Gibb did an incredible job speaking and sharing, and so Trish is just an amazing woman of God, and so I'm thrilled that... She was able to pour into your lives. And Wednesday morning, the Bible study is growing. There's still more ladies coming out. And they're still doing uh, Canadian Women of Destiny once a month at the Festival Inn. And it is growing. And the, even other churches are starting to get involved. And so if you've never been out to that, you want to make sure you're out to that. And I believe that that's the second Tuesday, third Tuesday, thank you, third Tuesday of every month. And um, so you want to be at that festival lane on the third Tuesday of every month. And again, it's just a time to worship together, to hear powerful testimonies, and just go deeper with God. And so the one thing that we did new this year, and by we, I had nothing to do with it, um, the worship department actually had their first worship retreat. And so back, I believe it was in April-ish, um, they went up to Riverview Camp, and that's where the youth go for their retreat. They went up there and had a time together, um, just worship and spend some time with the Lord and to grow in their walk. And I believe as they were doing that, there was a spontaneous karaoke time. Um, but they also had a great time together. And just, it's nice when they can get together, grow as a team, because as they lead us in worship, um, it's draining. 
And so we just want to appreciate them and all they do. Men's ministry, we started some events last year. Uh, We did some wing nights. We did our Promise Keepers event, and we did some axe throwing. We have our Promise Keepers event coming up next Sunday that you want to be a part of. Um, The axe throwing was a lot of fun. We'll probably do that again in the future coming up. Um, I won't invite Mark, so we actually have a chance at winning. Um, (laughs) But it was a lot of fun, and who doesn't like to get around a bunch of guys and throw axes around, right? It's a lot of fun. Our small groups, there are normally about five small groups that are running and meeting consistent, uh, consistently throughout the year, um, and some of them shut down for the spring and the summer, but some of them keep running, and the average attendance right now is about 59 people, and then if we factor in a couple other groups that aren't technically under, that would be growing the number, probably up to around 71. Right now, with our, um, man, it's just totally, like, boom, gone. 40 days of prayer, See? That's why you have staff with you. Come on. Um, But if we include that right now at this moment, we're up around 100 people participating. And so thank you for joining in on that. We don't do church-wide stuff just for fun. We do it so everybody grows together. And so know that there's about 100 people involved in that is such a great empowerment to us and just encouragement that you are doing. Um, You are growing and you have that desire to grow. We are continuing our steps across the bridge. And so they are running most of the time. We've paused them right now for the church-wide emphasis on the 40 days of prayer. But normally running, we will have um, our uh, starting point, or we're looking at beginning possibly in September, something new for the beginner's class. And then we also have our 40 days in the Word, and we have Bait of Satan. And we started last spring, we start, or last fall, sorry, we started Cleansing Stream. And we went to the retreat for that. And it's just great to see people wanting to grow and wanting to walk with the Lord in a deeper way. And now as we get into some of the other numbers, just want you to know our ministries are continuing to grow. As we were talking about um, this past year, uh, you know what? I realize I don't have it in my notes. Is the first slide salvations and stuff like that, Sid? What's the next slide? Just click on the next one. I'll wing it. Bethel Steps. I just flew through that. What's, what's next? Come on. Let's go down to the attendance. We had a bunch of salvations. I know that. There's probably about 35 salvations this past year. The average attendance in 2017 was 255. We went up last year to 266. And this past year in 2018, we went, sorry, we went from 2055 to 266. The moment we went to two services in October, uh, our average attendance went from 266 to 319. So if you're wondering if we need two services, we do. And here's another, I don't even, I don't know if I have it up there. I just crunched it just for fun, um, January to now. And our average attendance this year in, in 2019 so far has been 350. Um, in that, just so you're aware, our average attendance right now um, being 350 is in the kids' wing. Our average attendance on a Sunday morning right now is running between 75 to 80 kids every Sunday morning um, in the new 2019 year. And so this is, we are continuing to grow. It's exciting times. I love the fact that some of you probably don't even know, but we've added chairs to every section of this church. 
And so as we have to pull out more chairs, it's exciting for us knowing that um, God is continuing to move as we take steps of faith in what he's asking us to do. Can you do me a favor? Can, if you are part of the parking team, can you stand up for a second? Don't be shy. Even kids, if your youth are here and you're part of the parking team, stand up for a minute. Because can we give even, it's just the two in this service, can you give them a hand? Because while you're pulling in on a cold freezing day or a cold rainy day, they're still out there directing traffic. And we need them um, because we need cars. You might think as you're pulling in to park, why is somebody helping me park? It's not to help you park. It's to help you get out and the next service park. And so that's why they're asking you to park in certain spots. And I have to be honest, from my interpretation, from my understanding, everybody has been listening fairly well. And so I appreciate that. For the fairly well people, let's go to great. And that'll be wonderful for everybody. Um, but just as we continue to grow, it's amazing. So looking at uh, 2018, it was another great year financially for us. The Lord is continuing to um, bless us and to just be amazed. If you've picked up a financial report, you were able to look through it. You were able to see um, that in 20, uh, 2018, we set a budget for $603,000. Uh, we brought in, the Lord blessed us again, we brought in $641,000. And we also, bringing that in is always good, but just so everybody's clear as well, at the end of the year, we had a revenue above, uh, revenue over expenses we had a plus of 47,000, I think that's the right number, yeah, 47,500 is how much we had left over in our bank account at the end of the year. I want to remind you that last year we were blessed, um, somebody in our church who attended years ago had passed away and in their estate left us um, a large sum of money. And so when we give you these numbers, that doesn't include what's left over from that. And so we used some of it to fix a roof out front. We used it to upgrade our sanctuary. And we still have money set aside to help uh, this year to replace or this year and next year to help fix some of our roofs. Because depending where you're sitting, even here this morning, um, hopefully you're not wet. Um, Pastor Charles and I are feeling great this morning. We have a bucket beside us, not because we feel sick, um, but because we have the Lord just dripping a blessing on us this morning. And so um, there's a few drips happening. And so as you look, if you happen to see them, just know that as a board of directors, they have set some money aside to know that this is coming. And so we are looking into costs of repairing the roofs and stuff like that. And if it's in where we budgeted, we should be good. And uh, God is continuing to do great things, amazing things. There's times where as a board, we sit around and we talk about finances. And we remember just a few years ago, where you're tight and you're trying to figure out, okay, where do we get money from? And now you're trying to figure out, God, you're blessing us. What do you want us to do with it first? And so it's just great to have those conversations um, because I know there's people in the room who've served on the board in the past and you had to walk through the seasons of where are we getting money from? What are we cutting from? And so I honor you in those seasons. Now we're in a season of um, God just blessing us. And so now the board is trying to figure out, God, what do you want us to do first? And what do you want us to do with it? And, and so we also used a chunk of that money to help pay down our mortgage. And so our mortgage is something that I personally want to try to get rid of and get it off of our shoulders and be set and clear of it. And so for some of you, 
um, our mortgage reduction. Some of you, if you're new to the church, you might not have heard of this, and so I'm going to take a few minutes and share real quick. Um, what we've asked you to do in the last few years is every time you give, so whether it's weekly, monthly, whatever it is, um, we ask you to give a little bit extra to the mortgage. And so just on your tithing envelope, you can write where it says other, you can write mortgage. And literally all we're asking for is if you give on a weekly basis, give $5. If you give on a monthly basis, maybe give more. And what we're asking is above and beyond what you give, we set that money aside so we can pay off our mortgage faster. Because the faster we pay it off, the faster we're free, the less money we give to the bank and insurance, or not insurance, interest. Um, Because personally, I don't like giving them any extra money. Um, Because I believe we can use it for greater things in God's kingdom. And so, so far, what we've done in, uh, when we started in 2014, we started this looking for extra money every week. We started with a mortgage of $684,014. Our opening balance in 2018, because we were able to pay down more money and then we used some of it from the estate to help us get down to a lower number, we renewed our mortgage at $285,000. So in four years, we paid off $399,014. So this year alone, just so you're aware, um, because there is a little, and we talked about this at our last business meeting, so I don't want to, but we, there is, when we became incorporated, um, we filed all of our papers correctly with the bank. They did not. (laughs) And so... Uh, we've been able to pay money down every year onto our mortgage. And they caught it this year that they didn't realize, they didn't change it on their papers that we were incorporated. And so we never got punished for it. The bank actually was pretty incredible walking through it and confessing, hey, you gave us it all. We just put it in a file and forgot. Um, But what happens is now we weren't, all the money that came in in 2017, we're not allowed to put on the mortgage in 2018 or 2019 right now until we renew it. And so right now, set aside, we have raised in 2018, I'm trying to make sure I get all these dates right, I'm talking about 2018, we raised an extra 41000 trying to find my number, $41,625 that will go on to our mortgage as a, to help pay it off when we go to re- renew it in 2020. But now here's the thing for me. We have, uh, we renewed at 285 We've paid off all of our mortgage, like we've paid our mortgages this year, and we have 41000 now to pay it off. If my math is right, and it could be wrong, but if my math is right, we need to raise this year about an extra $130,000 to pay this whole thing off. Now, here's the thing. You might go, ooh, I actually believe that we can do it. I believe through steps of faith and just believing and trusting God that this year alone, above what we normally pay, I'm not talking about our mortgage payments in this. We'll pay our mortgage, don't you worry. Um, But I believe between all of us, we can pay off, we can raise an extra $130,000. And next year, when I get up to do this little presentation for you, I will have a few bags of marshmallows and a few bags of hot dog wieners. And we will go outside and we will burn a mortgage, and we will have a marshmallow in weenie roast, and you can bring s'mores. I believe that God wants us to get rid of this so that we can do things for his kingdom, because here's what I'll tell you. 
Some of you know this because I say it each year, but I just want you to know, every month we write a check to the bank for $5,200 for our mortgage. Now, we have kept our mortgage payment the same no matter where we are, so if our interest and our payment technically can be lower, we leave it there because that's what we've operated at. So the difference between what we're supposed to pay and what we're paying, all of it goes straight on the principal, and so it helps us pay it off faster. And just so you're aware, if you're not really a financial person, you can do that on your own mortgage. The only thing your bank ever usually sets is the minimal payment. You can actually make it a little bit higher. And sometimes I've done this on my own mortgage. Well, I'll just get them to round it up to the next like $10 or something every payment. And we just renewed our mortgage um, back in April or September. Sorry, we just renewed our mortgage for here. We've been here for over five years. And um, what we did was they gave us the number. And I forget what it was, but I literally just said, can you just, can you just round that up? It's like $7. Can you just round that up $7? And... Um, Right there, she's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. She did it. I think we renewed our mortgage for only like two, maybe three years. And the moment she did that and came back to us, it paid off 10 months. So I'm just letting you know, in your own mortgage, if you're trying to figure out, hey, I, how do I do it? Sometimes it's that simple on how fast it'll pay it down. And so we as a church don't want to just pay down our mortgage. We want to help you in, in any way to manage your finances and stuff like that. So if we have um, access to resources and spreadsheets that can help you set up monthly budgets, weekly budgets, yearly budgets. And so if you are interested in any of that, just email me and I will email you a link. and It'll have it all right there for you to look at and you can work at. And so this is exciting for me that I truly believe that as you continue to help give and to support the church, can you first, before I even ask for money, can you just give yourselves a hand because of how well you give? I want you to know when I talk to Kathy and I find out how many people give on a regular basis, it blows my mind how many people regularly give. You will see sometimes as you look through the budget, there was one spot on the budget that was the expenses were higher. It was the supplies. Um, that's not our office supplies. That's literally like janitorial supplies, cleaning supplies, kitchen supplies, all that kind of stuff. And so easiest way I can explain that is as the attendance goes up, there's more people using the facility. Um, if you are in throughout the week, you will find out that our facility is used every morning of the week. There's not a morning that some, there's not a group in here, whether it's a group from our community coming in or whether it's our own group. And so our facility is used a lot. And so that there is just literally as we continue to grow, Lack of better expressions, some of you might not like this, but basically for me, the more butts in the seat, the more butts to clean, and so therefore, supplies are up. And so that's basically the way it is. Um, and so we looked at the budget, we adjusted it for this year, and so as we continue to grow, this is a great problem to have. And so God is continuing to provide, but here's what I want you to join. I want you to join. It's exciting to clap and say, we can pay this off. Now I need you to clap money into the envelope. And whether, if you can, each week, give $5, give $10, give $20, give $100. If you want to write a check for $100,000, I'll take it. Put Bethel on it so I don't get confused. Um, but no, I think God's doing some amazing things. He's continuing to bless us, and um, it's exciting times. I hope you realize how exciting it is to be a part of Bethel Church. I'm just humbled and honest, like to be honest with you, I'm just thrilled that I get to do what I do. And so thank you for supporting us as staff. Thank you for supporting the church. But I truly want to give you just an incredible thank you 
for all that you do here. This coming year, just so you're aware, if you just want to mark your calendars, we're going to fly through this and then I'll close. This coming year, literally next Sunday night, guys, we are having the Promise Keepers back. They're doing a seminar on um, anger. And so if you were a guy in the room, most likely you've been angry before. And so this doesn't mean if you come that you have an anger problem, but if once in a while, you know, you're like me, and when you're driving down the road, sometimes somebody cuts you off, and you're like, God bless you. Um, just come. Hang out. We're going to have a barbecue. We're going to have a time just to hang out. Ladies, you have a card-making night coming up. I believe it's March 4th. Am I right? Yes. Uh, March 4th, and you want to be a part of that. If you have kids, the kid encounter is on March break. Overflow is May 17th to the 19th, and the 50-plus lunch is the first Tuesday of every month. And so there's a spot for every one of you to plug in. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the blessing that you have brought to uh, Bethel Church. None of us stand going, oh, look what we did. We stand humbly going, look what the Lord is doing. And so, Father, we continue just to stand in awe of what you're doing, and we celebrate it, Father. We celebrate your, uh, just your open window over us and pouring your blessing out, not just in the harvest of salvations and lives being changed, but, Lord, we recognize that it's your blessing financially that's helping us to do what we're doing. And so, Lord, as leaders, we pray and ask that you continue to give us the wisdom to do what you want us to do with the finances, to give us the wisdom to be good stewards, and so, Father God, we just thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you give the Lord a clap real fast? Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next